Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, as you come into the chat, please hit the thumbs up button. Also, uh, make sure you subscribe, hit that notification bell. Also know that this podcast is on Spotify, so just look for my name, Boyce Watkins, on Spotify. Uh, first thing I want to do is everybody who's been buying stock. Uh, there's a lot of money being made in the stock market. There's one stock called C3.ai that you guys know we've been talking about in class. And uh, as you saw today, the stock just went crazy. So uh, congratulations to those of you who bought that stock, NVIDIA, et cetera. If you want to see a list of AI stocks that I really like, uh, feel free to just go to boycewalkins.com. The list is there for you for free. Now, also, as I get started, uh, I'd like to do a quick audio check. Can you give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me okay? Give me a yes in the chat that I'm coming through all right. I like, I'm, I'm doing audio today, so I want to make sure you guys can hear me. Um, you won't be able to see me, but you should be able to hear me. So just give me a yes and shout out the city that you're from. All right. So, uh, hey, Jamin, how are you doing from New Orleans? And uh, Robert from, uh, I call o Ocala, Florida. Uh, thank you, John, John, Jan, John Johnson. Sorry, Robert James Hagen Sr., uh, Daryl Poindexter, Christine. Thank you. All right, so uh, let's jump into the topic today. I try to get to the topic in 90 seconds or less. So the topic for today is uh, how to become a relationship guru. And uh, this came to mind because I just thought that it would be kind of a fun thing to discuss. I'm going to just share some observations. Uh, this is really a conversation for intelligent black people. Uh, so John, John Thompson from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Diamond from Charlotte, North Carolina, let me just jump right into it. All right. So uh, how many of you have been following the conversation about about uh, this guy uh, that I'm going to put on my screen, uh, Mr. Derek Jackson? Has anybody been following this? Give me a yes if you've been kind of paying attention to what's been going on with uh, Derek. Uh, apparently, his wife did an interview and uh, really said some things about him that were less than favorable, uh, you know, kind of just really, you know, kind of kicked him in the butt. And it was um, pretty messy, pretty sad. And uh, it, it was just, you know, my, my heart goes out for everybody. Uh, it really, really, um, you know, I, I just hate to see stuff like this happen. But either way, though, I don't know Derek or his wife. So uh, it's more so about you as intelligent black people, not so much about these two, uh, because I'm not here to pick on anybody or anything like that. But uh, I wanted to kind of do this little quick conversation, like on how to become a relationship guru. Uh, now, here's the problem. Here's the thing that you guys got to understand. And I'm not talking about Derek in particular. I'm really talking about a lot of the so-called gurus that you see on the internet. Uh, the one crazy thing about these gurus, and I know some of them, I know some of them personally. I know a lot of famous, I know a lot of internet famous people. I've made some of them famous. And, uh, and the thing about the internet, though, is it's not a place where you can take things too seriously, but some people do. And uh, I've just been utterly fascinated by the lack of logic that kind of pops up in terms of how, in terms of what we respond to, what we listen to. And, and then I'm also curious to figure out, like, why certain people uh, appeal more than others. It might be because they're fulfilling some kind of a void. So for example, if you are a young woman who never grew up with a father in your house, you might turn to a certain type of man to give you fatherly advice that you never got from your dad, right? Or if you're a woman, or if you're a man who grew up angry at your mother, you might, uh, you know, you, some pretty lady telling you what you want to hear might appeal to you, right? So, you know, telling you that women are this and women are that and women are stupid and whatever, right? Or maybe some masculine man telling you that, you know, that women are 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 too modern and too this and too that or whatever, right? And just these weird um, gender wars that are kind of happening. And I'm gonna tell you, it really bothers me uh, partly because 
first of all, you can't build a black community if the men and women hate each other. Like, can we at least agree on that? Like, can we at least agree that it is not, you're not going to really build a strong community if the men don't want to marry the women and the women think the men are garbage, right? So uh, I'm hoping that there are a few people out there. Uh, give me a yes if you're in that category. I'm hoping there are a few people out there who are black who haven't given up on black people. Right. We have enough people out here that hate black people. I hope that black people aren't the biggest haters of other black people, uh, because I, that's what I'm starting to feel. I'm starting to see it. it's really kind of crazy uh, because and you guys know we talk about wealth and economics a lot on this channel. And what you have to understand is that wealth and economics is uh, you. it's hard to build wealth if you don't have family. If you if you if you're a bunch of single mamas and, and, and baby daddies run around here in your community, you're not going to have any wealth. The lowest wealth in America, the lowest net worth in America, net worth is your assets minus your liabilities. The lowest net worth in America is a single black mother with kids. Did you know that? Her net, her net worth, the, the median net worth of a single black mother with children is about $5. For white women, it's like 40000 or something. For black women, it's like 5 bucks. Uh, right there next to her is the uh, black baby daddy who's got, you know, six, seven babies, mamas, and trying to pay child support and all, from all them kids because he want to be a player. That's cool. But all that playing is expensive. Uh, your net worth is going to be close to zero also. So uh, I'm not sitting here trying to tell anybody to run off and get married. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm not telling you how to fulfill your relationships. I'm not telling you any of that, man. Lord knows I'm not the person to tell you to do nothing. Uh, but I am the person to give you facts and data and information. And uh, also, as a 51-year-old, I think I have enough OG status to kind of reflect on on what, I, uh, what I'm seeing. Uh, I was talking yesterday with Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh, he sends his regards, by the way. Me and Dr. Anderson get on the phone and we talk for a long time. And he tells me stories about what the black community used to be like. He tells me stories about, you know, a time where we had communities. We ain't got that no more. He talks about a time where we had, you know, full, thorough families. Uh, we don't have that no more. He talks about, you know, the time where the father would go out and hustle and work hard and 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 take care of the family and and, and, and felt the need to prove his manhood by protecting something, by providing for something, for providing for other people. He talks about a time where women, you know, women were, were di a different breed of women. You had strong women, you had loyal women, you had consistent women, you had solid women, you had women that would talk to other women about your role in the household as a woman. If you showed up as half a woman, the, the, the real women would stand up and, and teach you what it means to be uh, the woman of the house. And if you showed up as half a man, if you showed up as a grown, as a, as a little boy in a grown man's body, you know, if you showed up childlike, like a lot of these young guys out here, the real men would, would surround you and basically say, okay, we got it. We're going to have to straighten this up. You're going to have to level up. And, uh, and you've lost a lot of that. You've lost a lot of that in your community. And a lot of it's because of drugs. Uh, drugs took a lot of fathers out of the house. So now uh, everybody's confused. The women want to be the men. The men want to be the women. And it's just a mess. So I talked to a young 31 year old woman the other day, very pretty. And she was talking about her dating challenges. And she said, um, you know, I, I want to learn how to be a better woman. Uh, and I said, well, the best way for you to be a better woman is to talk to older women who can teach you how to really, uh, make yourself a fit for the right kind of man, the right kind of family. But then she also talked about what it's like dating. She said, dating, is hard she said because the men want to be the women she said they want me to you know i meet guys they want me to take them out they want me to buy them stuff and and i don't understand that you know so so a lot of people are just confused right they're really confused and i and i really think that this is kind of an emergency this is like a red alert type situation because uh you're really just poisoning the well for the next generation and there's going to be a segment of the, the community that quite frankly just ends up lost there's just going to be a segment of the community that's going to be lost for the next 200 years.
you know, I'm not, I'm not kidding. They're just going to form unhealthy traditions. They're just going to permeate or, or mutate into some other culture that is not going to be productive. That's going to be built for slavery. That's going to be uh, built for trauma, drama, and destruction. And, uh, and I don't want you to be in that category, you know, so give me a yes. If you understand what I'm saying, give me a yes. If it's okay. If I'm a little bit honest, in this conversation because I really want to have this discussion and I already know I'm gonna get resistance. I get resistance all the time. I get people, I got, I, I saw somebody sent me a video the other day where they said, uh, they said, yeah, they, 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 they said, uh, it was literally titled something like Dr. Boyce admits his wife had him in the friend zone or something. And I was like, they, I was laughing and I said, I'm 51 years old. I don't give a fuck about that friend zone shit. Like, I don't talk like that. that like that's for 24 year olds. 24, 25 year olds are the ones who are where, well, I don't want to be no simp because she friend zoned it to me. And I don't want, she did, she just friends, these modern women, they said, man, if you a man, just be a man. You ain't got to prove to nobody that you're a man. Seriously. I just, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking like, maybe they just think I'm younger than I am. Uh, where I come from, like I'm, 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 I'm a PhD and a millionaire. I don't really care about trying to prove to somebody that I, that I know how to be a man. I've been knowing how to be a man. For a very long time so uh was i in my wife's friend zone man i don't know i i don't know if i was in the friend zone guess what i busted out <laughs> like guess what I, if i was in the friend zone maybe i put myself there if i was in the friend zone i'm not there anymore so who cares who cares and, and i'm just telling you like for any young person listening really stop worrying about what people think about you and your relationship Stop worrying about what other people got to say. Stop worrying about what these little fake, whiny-ass, little bitch-made, punk-ass, wimpy men, losers, half of them sitting in their mama's basements making YouTube videos because it's the first time in their life anybody ever listened to them. And all they'll do is sit on the internet and whine all day. Stop listening to them. That's not. These people are not happy. These people are not doing well. They're not winning. They're not winning. Don't. They're whining, but they're not winning. They're whining. The Winning and whining are not the same thing. People who are winning are not usually whining. People who are whining are not usually winning. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so here's what I'm going to say. It, you know, at the end of the day, people, they're just getting it wrong. The reason that I'm even having this conversation is because I just feel like we need some structure in this, right? We, so, so here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about, I did a little tweet about it. I put a little tweet up and I put a little formula on how to be a relationship guru on the internet. Now, based this based on data and what I've been seeing and what I observe and the stuff that me and my wife laugh about. Um, so here's how you can become a relationship guru. Uh, if you want to be a relationship guru, first thing you got to do is get, look real sexy on camera. And, uh, you know, so that way you fulfill somebody's fantasy, right? If you notice, most of the relationship gurus are very handsome men. They got the real sexy beard. They speak real smooth or they're wearing a nice suit. And the ladies are all in the 99 percent of their fans are wearing high heels, you know, <laughs> and, they're, and, they're, and they're all like here. And, and then the man's telling them all this stuff that they want to hear. Like, well, the reason that you don't have a man is because an immature man, a little boy can't handle no real woman. They're like, that's right. Tell them. Uh, any man who does this to you does not love you. You deserve a man who's going to blah, 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 blah. Why, 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 why? You know what they are? They, they ain't nothing but the relationship guru version of the bootleg pastor who is uh, basically uh, trying to get you to convince you that he's the only good man left. And uh, next thing you know, the pastor it has his penis injected into half the congregation.
seriously, I'm not making fun of Derek. I'm not dissing him. I'm trying not to. I, but I mean, he's kind of dissed himself, unfortunately. But you know, either way, though, y'all know the formula. Y'all, y'all, y'all seen this. You see this. You see this in the church. You see this in the church. I knew a lady who wrote an article. Her name was Deborah Cooper. She wrote an article called "Why the Black Church." And basically, she explained how you got this pastor who's the alpha male of the church and the church is like 80% women. And then, you know, the 10% gay men. And then there's like maybe 10% straight men. I don't know what it is or what the ratios are, but something like that. Most of the people that listen and give him money are women. And he's telling them, you know, uh, well, you shouldn't date a man if he don't come to church and all this other stuff. And then next thing you know, you find out that the pastor is, you know, he's, he's mingling a little bit too much with the congregation, if you know what I mean. Like this is an age old story. So, um, I'm not saying that this is true of every pastor. I'm not saying this is true of every guru. But what I am saying is that, that there's a game. And the thing about Derek Jackson, unfortunately, is that most guys saw right through it. Most guys were like, would would watch, you know, watch him in his video, and and say, oh, this is a bunch of BS, right? But <clears throat> unfortunately, because he's, you know, he's a good looking guy, um, and he fulfilled the fantasy. The fantasy is to be staring at some gorgeous person, some person that you think is very attractive, who's telling you how amazing and how wonderful you are. And, and, the, and then they're also telling you, this is another formula for being a relationship guru. They're telling you that you're wonderful just the way you are. They're telling you don't need no work, that, that you could be as big as you, you could be, you could weigh 400 pounds, have one tooth in your mouth, um, you know, have the stinkiest breath in the room, uh, be the biggest jerk and asshole ever known to man, and that anybody who don't love you for exactly who you are, it, it's it's his fault. It's his loss. It's because he he can't handle a real woman, you know. And and I'm gonna tell you this. Look, here's the thing. There's a space for esteem building. There certainly is a space for self love. No question about it, you know. But then there's a thin line between self love and ignoring the obvious. You know, there's there's a thin line between me encouraging you to do better versus me just simply cheering you on exactly the way you are. You know, I, you know, I, sure, I can tell you, you know what? You are beautiful. You are amazing the way you are. But guess what? You still got work to do. You got work to do. And the reason that the gurus are so appealing is for the same reason heroin is appealing. The gurus are appealing because they are opium for the masses. These are the people that give you no accountability, who say you are perfect and wonderful just the way you are. But but and, and just like heroin, see, here's how heroin operates. Heroin makes you feel real good in the moment. In the moment, you feel so much better. But then you keep using that dope every day instead of getting up and doing the work. Well, eventually your choices catch up to you. You are that that single man or that single woman and you have a guru that is a beautiful woman or a, a very handsome man who's telling you every day, gassing you up every day, gaslighting you every single day, telling you that you know, the reason you don't have a woman is because these damn black women, they just they just ghetto and they all they don't want to drink no bus driver and they they just they're uppity and they all gold diggers. Or are these all you know the reason you don't have a man is because these men don't want to go to church and do the right thing and and they're just immature dogs that don't know how to treat a woman and don't don't know a good woman when they see one, right? You're getting that every day, and but then five years later you're still single and lonely. Do you understand what I'm saying? So years later, just like the heroin, the problem has never gone away. 
They just made you feel better in the midst of your misery. They helped to numb you from the symptoms of your choices, as opposed to actually helping dig to the root cause of why you are in a place where you don't want to be. And, and the reason I put Lizzo up here is not because I'm making fun of her. You know, I know, I know people, a few people got mad at me when I brought this up, but I brought, I bring Lizzo up because I, I like Lizzo. I brought her up because she is beautiful. I brought her up because she is talented. And I just simply said that I don't agree with this idea that obesity is good. I don't agree with the idea that obesity or a black woman having to twerk in front of white people and simulate sucking a penis in order to get attention. I don't think that's all necessary. I think that's an embarrassment for black women. I also think that obesity is the number one killer of black people. You know, so, so somebody could tell you all day that you're beautiful just the way you are. You're perfect just the way you are. Well, guess what? They're going to keep telling you that until one day the doctor tells you that he's going to have to cut off your foot and that you're going blind because you got type 2, type 12 diabetes and, and heart disease and strokes and heart attacks and all this other stuff that comes from, from the fact that nobody ever had the courage to tell you that maybe you got some work to do. You know, no, nobody said, look, you, you are beautiful the way you are, Lizzo. But you know what? Being obese is probably not the best way for you to carry on in your life. It's going to come with a lot of problems later on. And so, so I think about this as an analogy for what the relationship gurus do. The relationship gurus have a basic formula. It'll be, you know, some really handsome man or some really beautiful woman. I want you to look out for this. It'll be some really attractive person who pretty much has a specific demographic where they're not actually giving them information that holds them accountable or encourages them to do the work to become a better fit for their potential partner. They will pretty much just tell them that the reason nobody wants you is because something's wrong with them. That's what they'll do. The passport bros, they, they do it really well. These American women, these black women, they to this and they to that. We're going to get our passports and go to another country. Well, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm not dissing it. Like, you should get your, everybody should have a passport. I told my daughter today, get her passport. But, <laughs> but, but, but you ain't got to shit on black women in order to do it. Look, man, if you want to go to Egypt or Ecuador or Brazil or, or Saudi Arabia to pick up women, go, just go do that. But this idea that somehow you got to make black women feel bad, you know, in all the trauma that they've gone through while you're going off and doing that. Well, that's inappropriate. You're disrespecting your mother at that point. You're disrespecting my mother. That makes me have a problem with you because that ain't cool. You ain't got to do all that. You know, I, I don't know if I hope somebody understands where I'm coming from with this. So so same thing, you know, when you have. um. You have uh, you have the gurus that talk about the men, you know, in a way that just doesn't make any sense. You have gurus that talk about men in a way where men are not being heard and men are not being respected. And everybody does so many. I've seen so many shows. I still remember one of the first ones I saw. Steve Harvey and, and Sherry Shepard were on ABC and they did a show called Why Are There No Good Black Men? That just the title was offensive. Right. Why are there no good black men out there? What are you talking about? Ain't no good black men out there. No, we out here. 
we just ain't rappers and basketball players or comedians. That's why you don't see us on TV. But there's many good black men. You don't understand. I ran into two black men on, in, on, in the airport on my trip today that were both multimillionaires. One of them finished his doctorate and had his own business. The other one was the head of a $12 million private equity fund. So stop telling me ain't no good black men out here. I meet them every day. You, know, you just don't see them because they ain't busting raps and dribbling basketballs or telling jokes. That's why you don't see them. That is called, in case you don't, y'all don't know, that's called white supremacy. That's called racism. Part one aspect of racism is they hide all the intelligent black people. But y'all not going to hide forever because we're building our own media. We're even making movies. We have a movie coming out this summer called B1 the Movie. And in this movie, we bring forth lots of intelligent black people that you should hear from like Brother Nuri Muhammad or Brother Riza Isla or Queen Afua and Vicki Dillard and all these great black folks that are in this film. So I hope you'll support the film because we're trying to build our own media. Now, with that being said, you know, um, you know, I remember they did this and I, and I was thinking, isn't this interesting that you have this show sponsored by white people, ABC is owned by pretty much controlled by white people, where they bring on two black people who have a long string of damage the relationships and you have them do a show basically where they sit there and they just crap all over black men the entire time and talk about black men ain't this and most of the black men are unemployed or, or in prison or on drugs or gay and, and, and black men ain't this and black men ain't that and this you know now mind you black men we did take a hit you know the war on drugs and mass incarceration really hit the black community hard and they really went after your men that's a fundamental fact that's a statistical fact that is proven by the data however i just find it i just get very resentful when i hear people talk about black men like we all garbage you know when really society promotes the garbage society played a part the media played a part in celebrating garbage we have men that would be excellent role models for the black community but those men can't get on TV because they, they would rather put a buffoon with a GED who no disrespect to people with GEDs, who ain't even got a GED. How about that? Who don't even love his mama, who ain't got nothing good to say about black women or whatever. And then they'll be like, see, this is what those black men do. No, that's not what black men do. That's what that black man did. And y'all need to make sure you know the difference. So and, and, and here's the thing. If you look at Steve Harvey and Sherry Shepard's uh, relationships, and I, I'm going to be careful because I know people that know both of them. I met Sherry Shepard. I know somebody that knows Steve really well. I'm not here to diss, but Steve Harvey does not have a stellar track record when it comes to relationships. Uh, Sherry Shepard has a horrible track record when it comes to relationships. So going back to my theory on the whole Google thing is I need to ask y'all this simple question. Why in the hell would y'all be listening to relationship gurus without knowing whether or not they have good relationships? I'm going to ask that again. Why do you listen to relationship gurus where you have no proof whatsoever that they even have healthy relationships. And here's the crazy part. Even when they show you their relationship, sometimes it's just, you know, a made for TV fantasy series. It's just something that they make, you know, Derek takes the pictures with his wife and kisses her on the cheek and says, this is my baby. I love her. And, and this is my one true love. And I remember he, this brother had a, <laughs> he had a t-shirt on that said stretch mark lover. I remember that. I, I remember the, he had a, literally his t-shirt said stretch mark lover. I said, Lord Jesus. Now don't get me wrong. 
I don't mind the stretch mark. I don't care about stretch marks. You know, you, you know, you know, you, women have kids. I mean, come on, you go have a baby and try to not have a stretch mark. That's hard to do. But but to have a T-shirt on says stretch mark lover, if that's not pandering, I don't know what is. And so so unfortunately, you know, it's not just Derek who's sort of to blame for the complete shit show that was created with that whole platform. It, you you got to really look at the audience and ask them, what are you really looking for? What are you looking for, right? Because you know, if I'm if I'm going through pain, if I'm in pain, right, um, because something isn't right in my body, I'm in pain. I can handle the pain at least one or, one or two ways. I can either there's several ways I can handle, but two ways I can handle is either a, I could take something for the pain, just to make me feel better, to numb me up and deal with the symptoms, or I can dig to the root cause of the pain and actually heal myself in an appropriate way so the pain goes away permanently. Well, listening to Derek Jackson tell you that the reason you don't have a man is because men are stupid and men are ignorant and men can't see your value, that's kind of numbing the pain. That's that's a handsome man, you know, that I can sit and fantasize about, you know, and apparently some of his audience loved him because he was, he, you know, he was, he, he, he learned early. He learned that curse that, that having too much female attention ain't always a good thing. So young guys, this is, this is where being an OG benefits you. Uh, I've, I've been kind of out there enough to know uh, that for some reason, women find uh, public figures or wealthy men to be very attractive for whatever reason. That's just their thing, I guess. Um, and I learned probably about at the age of 39 that too much female attention will get you into trouble. Um, it could destroy you, cause you to lose everything you've got. Um, it can, it, it certainly feeds your ego, but it also makes you very vulnerable. And, uh, and my advice to any young man out there that is working his ass off to become rich and successful is to just make sure you enjoy your life with moderation. Because if you are extreme in almost any area of your life, not 10 is going to come back and bite you. Like if you think about it like eating sugar, a little bit of sugar is okay. It's okay to get some ice cream every now and then or a candy bar. But if all you do is eat ice cream and candy bars all day long every day, then you're going to get diabetes and die. So effectively, the women, y'all sexy, beautiful black women that's out here. There's a lot of y'all out here. Believe me, I've seen them. Um, you know, too many can cause problems and complications in your life. Also, Belle Bib DeVoe warned you a long time ago that some girls are poison. Like some of them will do what Derek Jackson's girlfriends apparently did, which was uh, videotape the sex they were having and mailed the tape to his wife. Hey, that tells me that Derek lacked the strategy to at least make sure that whatever women he was spending his quality time with were, he, he didn't take the time to vet those women appropriately. Maybe he got caught by a big button and a smile, you know, black, black, the beauty of a black woman is very intoxicating. And it sounds to me like they caught Derek slipping. So now Derek, you know, who was probably making millions of dollars doing, you know, whatever he was doing. Um, I cannot imagine that, you know, that this damage isn't going to cost him a significant amount of money. So, uh, again, this is just my uncle Boyce advice. I hope it's okay if I share this. Um, 
I think you should enjoy your life to whatever extent you feel like enjoying it. But always know that the Newton, the, the Isaac Newton law of cause and effect is always in full effect. It is always present. You know, you, you can't get away with much of anything. So whatever you do, do it in moderation. Think it through. Make sure you're willing to make the trade-offs because the more you have to lose, the more you have to be selective about the type of people that you hang out with. Derek had a lot to lose. Maybe those women didn't. Um, because, you know, in my view, where, where I come from, people don't kiss and tell. You know, and, and even, even uh, you know, I'm, and I'm going to say this about the interview that his wife did. Uh, you know, I get it, right? She, she, you know, she presented herself well. She told her story. It's her story. Of course, she has a right to do whatever she wants. But I'm going to just tell you all the truth. I didn't like the interview. I didn't like it. Um, and the reason I didn't like it is because uh, if you switch the genders, imagine if she was, imagine if, um, if, if she was a male and it's some a famous woman let's say he dated i don't know oprah or some other woman or whatever and the relationship didn't go well he got his feelings hurt for whatever reason maybe she cheated maybe she was mean to him she dumped him or whatever and then he went on a, a media tour sharing all of their private experiences and all of their private information with anybody who would listen you know i think that that i, I would i would say that that's a problem i would not support that because i really think that the relationship you have with another person is between you and that person. You know, I, I all of us have been hurt. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had uh, a woman double cross me. I've, I've had uh, times where a woman mistreated me. I've had times where women did things that were just. But one time. Not one time did I ever think that it made sense to go and tell everybody what happened or what they did. All right. So do me a favor, everybody hit the thumbs up button. Also give me a yes. Let me know if you can hear me. Um, I'm uh, the mic that I'm on. Uh, it just made a noise. I want to make sure I'm coming through. Okay. Give me a yes. If I'm coming through. All right. If I'm not coming through. All right. I'm going to go ahead and shut the podcast down uh, in a minute. And also I want to remind you, you're watching Dr. Boyce TV. Dot com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. My website is boycewatkins.com. If you'd like to join us at the All Black National Convention or uh, you'd like to just, you know, see some of the free resources we have uh, on wealth. I'm a finance professor, in case you don't know. Uh, just go to boycewatkins.com. I've got plenty of stuff there. I can make you the smartest investor in your family and the black business school. You can get started for free. So feel free uh, to do that. All right. So Leona says I'm cutting in and out. Uh, am I coming through? Okay. Is it anyway, anyway, I'm just going to finish up here because there's not much else to say here. Um, so, so the bottom line is that when you talk about dating and relationships as an economist, uh, I look at everything in terms of markets, markets. And, um, and here's the thing, dating is a market, just like a job market, just like the grocery store market, just like the market for, for new cars or whatever. Uh, a market has something called supply and what's the other word? Supply and fill it in, type it in the chat. Supply and demand, demand, right? And uh, markets also have buyers and sellers. They have traders. So the thing about a market is that if you enter the market and you misestimate your value, then you're going to always be disappointed. If you if I go to the grocery store 
and I have fifty dollars in my wallet, and I'm thinking I'm gonna get a month of groceries for fifty bucks. Then I'm gonna walk in that grocery store. I'm gonna say, "Here's a whole fifty dollars. Now give me everything you got." And they're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. They're gonna be like, "What are you talking about? Like that's <laughs> you can't buy nothing for fifty dollars. You can get you some carrots and and peanut butter, and that's about it, right? Fifty dollars ain't gonna buy nothing, especially with inflation." Right. So effectively, here's what's happened. This is an economic lesson. This relates to relationships, but it's, it's economics. Uh, what's occurred is I'm going to be pissed off and disappointed. Why? Well, because I came in with what I thought was an adequate amount of money when really it was an inadequate amount of money. So if I don't listen, if I don't, you know, if I don't go seek advice, healthy advice, here's what I'm going to do. And let's say I got somebody in my ear that's hyping me up. Man, they tripping, dog. $50 is a lot of money. Man, you $50, you should have been able to buy everything in that store. They just they just overcharging. They overcharging. They setting their standards too high. They overcharging. You got a whole $50. You should have been able to buy, buy oh, two months worth of stuff. Some carrots and some chicken and some ham hocks and some noodles and some Kool-Aid. You should have been able to get anything you wanted for 50 bucks, right? Uh, give me a guess if you get where I'm going with this. I hope you get, get this analogy. I like to talk in analogies to help people understand what I'm seeing because I see the world a little bit differently from a lot of people. So, so, so you're not really helping me. When you're trying to convince me that my $50 is enough, that who I am is enough, right? You are enough. Anybody seen that where there's like all these shirts that say things like you are enough? Well, I'm sorry, but yeah, $50 is enough. If I want to buy like, you know, like, like a half a pound of chicken and some peas and, and some lemonade. Yeah, but it's not enough. Pay attention now. It's not enough for me to buy two months worth of groceries. If I want too much, so I got two choices. I got two choices. Pay attention now. I can either lower my standards, lower my expectations, and get something that's more equivalent to the amount of money I'm, I'm providing, or I got to go get more bread. One or the other. Either they got to either, either my expectations must come down or my uh, presentation must level up. Either I got to level up or I got to pull my expectation down. If one of those two things does not occur, that there's going to be a supply-demand gap. There's going to be a demand gap. There's going to be a gap between where I'm at and where they're at. And if I don't understand basic rules of supply and demand, I'm going to always be confused. And it doesn't help me that I got somebody in my ear telling me that $50 should be enough for me to buy a whole month's worth of groceries because that's a damn lie. So some people are going into the dating market and you're showing up with $50 and you're expecting to be able to buy the whole damn grocery store. You think that because you make $75,000 a year and, and you driving a, a, you know, you driving a Chrysler, that every woman is supposed to want to drop down to their knees and just do anything that you want. You think you're supposed to have to pick up the letter, right? <laughs> you're like, well, look at me. I got a good job. I've been driving this bus for 15 years. I'm making 75K. Nothing wrong with that. That's okay. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not making fun of bus drivers. I know plenty of them. Bus drivers are important. <laughs> you, you, you got people's lives in your hand. But seriously, though, so you're looking at a woman and you're like, you should want me. Look at all this. Look at all this that I'm offering you. Well, you don't understand. I better offers. Maybe she, you know, has another guy in her pocket that makes three times more money. That's a whole six inches taller. 
that's a whole two inches longer, that's a whole uh, 40 IQ points smarter, that's the whole the whole lot nicer, and she's just not interested in you. She just has better options because she's above your pay grade. She's just above your pay grade. But instead, because somebody lied to you and told you that you you should be enough, you go over to the passport bros and you start complaining. Man, these women, they, they ain't nothing but a bunch of gold diggers. These black women, all they want, they expect it. They got they they, they expect a high value man making over a hundred thousand a year, and they and they blah, 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 and they that they, they just can't. They they just crazy. They ain't got no sense. Well, no, you, there's just a supply demand mismatch. If you have enough to offer to attract the person that you want, then you will get the person that you want. And if that person does not work, then someone else will want you. But the market does not lie. This is remember, I'm talking as an economist. I'm a PhD level economist. So supply and demand is always studied for years. So basically, the market is not going to lie to you. It's not going to gas you up. It's not going to tell you that you are worth more than what you are. It's going to be honest with you. So effectively, if you're not getting what you want, then chances are you're not bringing enough to the table, whatever that is. Same thing, or you're not looking in the right places. So with my $50, I either need more money, maybe I need to shop at a different grocery store, or whatever. But something has to change. So the same thing is true, I think, on the female side. This is where the whole Derek Jackson, uh, you're perfect just the way you are, Lizzo, body positivity stuff kind of goes wrong. So you're Derek Jackson. And you get on there and you got all your big muscles and, and you're up here taking pictures with your shirt off and, and doing all these things that, 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 that really go far deeper than you just giving relationship advice. But he's a smart man. He knew, he knew what he was doing. And, uh, and you're telling some lonely lady who's, you know, it's just her and her vibrator and uh, her, her vibrator and her Bible next to the vibrator. And, and she's, you know, wondering why she doesn't have a man. And the truth of the matter might be maybe she just isn't that great of a catch. Maybe she doesn't take care of herself. Maybe she doesn't know how to appeal to a man. Maybe, maybe you know, most black women, 76% of all black women grow up without a father. So if you don't have a father, chances are you may not understand men. You may be looking for a fantasy or a fairy tale because you never actually had a real breathing man wake you up and take you to school every day. I'm sorry if that, if you went through that, that's terrible. That should not have happened to you. But what happened is you missed that day-to-day -day training on how men operate and what a real man looks like in real life. So sometimes you have women that go through for a fairy tale. They're looking for a man that is as perfect as whatever their relationship guru told them that a man should be. Their guru is telling them, Derek Jackson, this big muscle bound man, this handsome man who's making you think that you're going to get a man that looks just like him, who's going to say all the things he's telling you to say. And he's basing all of his information on no research, no data, no analysis, no training, no credentials. You just like him because he's a good looking man and he's telling you what you want to hear. He is your drug. You might as well, you might as well inject him into your right arm while you hold your vibrator and Bible in the other arm because you're sitting there. He's got you sitting around waiting for Jesus. Literally, he's got you sitting around waiting for a man who's as perfect as Jesus. And, and I'm sorry, ladies. Like, sometimes I feel bad because I don't know if women understand that a lot of these men that they, these gurus tell you to expect, they don't exist. I don't, I know a lot of men. You know, I'm a man. I've been a man my whole life. I know a lot of rich men. I know a lot of famous men. I know a lot of smart men. 
I know a lot of working class men. I know a lot of regular dudes. And, and we have regular, honest conversations with each other about who we are. And I just think that there is a real big gap between what men actually are versus what a guru is going to have you expecting men to be. So effectively, you're going to end up spending your whole life looking for something that probably doesn't exist. And when it does appear to exist, it shows up as a Derek Jackson who has the unique and insanely uh, high level ability to, to present himself exactly in connection to the fantasy that you've been holding in your mind for your entire life. He's able to fulfill the fantasy. Every man can pretend to be the man of your dreams for at least six weeks. And then after about six weeks, maybe 12 weeks, maybe a year, I don't know, you start to realize like, wait, oh my God, wait, the, the armor is starting to crack off. He's not acting like the the man, the, the Disney fairy tale anymore. He's, <laughs> he's actually being like, a regular guy and you think it's terrible because you're like wait this isn't this doesn't match the fantasy so you let that regular man go so you can go back into the pool of single women looking for the fantasy and, and instead you just run into a bunch of Derek jacksons who pretty much pretend to be perfect long enough to get into your bed and then after about six months you find out he's not perfect so you have to throw that fish back in the water so you can go for another one and next thing you know you're cycling through men and before you know it you know a decade's gone by you're 45 years old. You slept with, you know, 40 different guys uh, and because none of them was a fit to what you think it should be or what you think a man should be. But here's the thing, though. What's interesting is that you the whole time you have people in your ear telling you that you're perfect just the way you are, that you don't have to do any work to improve yourself, that <clears throat> that men should maintain certain standards and expectations that you that you expect and if they don't maintain those expectations. They're no good. And they keep telling you uh, one of, I think, some of the most dangerous uh, words ever, not because they shouldn't be used, but because they're used by the wrong people and in the wrong context. And those words are that you should never settle. You should never settle. But why, why, do, why is that a, that is a dangerous, complex term. It's not dangerous because I don't think people should use it. I'm not saying you should never use it. Right. I think we should have standards. Everybody should have standards. All I talk about all the time is that as black people, we got to have standards. We ain't got no damn standards. Our standard is fame and money. So we have Negroes out here acting a damn fool. So I'm a big believer in standards. I don't believe in settling. But the thing about it is that I believe this term is overused and I believe it's used in the wrong context. I really believe that. And why is that? Well, because I'm going to tell you the truth as a married man. I'm going to give you an honest truth as a married man. When you get married, what are you doing? What do they call it? You're settling down. That Well, settling down is settling. If you settle down and pick somebody and say, <clears throat> this is the one I want. you know. And remember, you're talking to a guy who has met a lot of women in the course of my life. When I became famous and rich, women were everywhere. Too many. It was too, it was confusing. It was too much. Okay. But when I picked my wife, that's who I picked. Hey. <laughs> And, and marriage ain't perfect. Marriage can be tough. But once you settle, once you choose that horse, once you put your money on that horse, that's your horse. You know, and, and here's the thing. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to be a perfect horse. I, I, I hope most married people listening can can provide some support from what I'm saying. I'm not I don't know everything. I'm not pretending to be a guru or an expert on this at all. I'm just trying to share a perspective that I think should be heard. And, and the reality is that when you really get into the nitty gritty of this 
you know, this beautiful shit show called Marriage. <laughs> it's a beautiful shit show because it's amazing. It looks beautiful on the outside, but it is hard work on the inside. It is you're constantly compromising. You're constantly submitting to each other. You're constantly adjusting to each other. It is not the the this perfect little dance that people somehow believe that it is. And and I and my only belief, my conclusion is that I believe that people think that it's perfect because they've never seen marriage in real life. The one thing that helped me a lot when I married my wife was I sat there and watched my parents fight and hustle and twist themselves and bend themselves every which way to stay married over a 47, 48 year period. That's what was my framework, my benchmark. So it's almost like running a marathon. Uh, if you've never run a marathon, if all you've ever done is sprint the 100-yard dash, then a marathon sounds romantic to you. You're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to run a marathon, I'm going to lose weight, and I'm going to run it really fast because I can just run really fast. The entire 26 miles is going to be easy. Well, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you just don't. The people that understand marathons are people who've actually either run it or they know somebody who has, and they really understand how hard it is, how literally you're running so far and so long that you literally want to quit the entire time, like because it's so damn painful. It's a, it's a spiritual process. You literally turn into a different person when you complete a marathon. It's, it's nothing like the fantasy. And I really believe that when you talk about something as serious as marriage and family, I think that there should be classes on this, and these classes should not be taught by these stupid gurus on the internet, some pretty lady who's just going to tell you that, that that women ain't nothing, black women are stupid, and or some man who's going to tell you that 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 all the men that don't want you are just you know immature little boys or whatever. No, I'm talking about like married people who've really done 25 years, 20, 25 years of the work. I'm not even one of them. I can't say I've been married 25. I've been married two years. I just had my second wedding anniversary the other day, <laughs> right? So so don't, don't, don't look at me as that guy. I'm not that guy, but I know people who are that guy and who are that woman who can really give you a realistic perspective on what it means uh, to choose the right person, what it means to draw the right boundaries, what it means, you know, which things you should forgive versus the things that might be, might be unforgivable. And, and, and I think that's going to guide you to a better place because if you don't, you're just going to end up in this stupid purgatory where nobody's ever going to be good enough and it'll never be your fault. It's never something you did. It's always them. It's always them. And that makes you feel better. It feels good to not have accountability. It feels good to believe that the world is the reason you don't have what you want. But at some point, you're going to have to deal with the reality that you are the architect of your life. You are the primary architect of your life. And that's not a popular message. That message will never be as popular in the black community as the other messages oh, that, that lack accountability. But I'm talking to people that are intelligent enough to really want to pay the price to get the things they want. You know, and, and, and I can tell you this, too. I believe that if you get the right advice from the right people and you're willing to pay the price, then you can't put yourself in a position where you're, you're winning and not whining. Right. You, you're you are the man who truly becomes high value, who truly has lots of women banging down your door and trying to get next to you and all that other stuff. You, you can do that. It's not hard. Just get a little bit of money and learn, learn how women think, learn how to be nice to them and whatever. And next thing you know, you'll be in good shape. Same thing with women. You know, like I, I just think it's weird. The weirdest thing I've ever heard is that you're just fine just the way you are. Um, think about this uh, again. Dating is a market. Just like the job market is a market. What if somebody told you that you should be able to go to a job interview 
just the way you are in your uh, bathrobe and bunny slippers. You should be able to cuss at your boss and just come to the interview late and just do whatever. And that if they don't hire you, it's because they stupid and they don't they don't appreciate. They don't know a good employee when they see one. Seriously, what if somebody told you that? Would that make any sense? Give me a yes or no. Yes or no. Would that make sense? If I told you that you can go to a job interview any way you are, or if I told you you can go into another market, let's pick another one. Let's talk about buying a car. If I said, well, if somebody really want to sell you a car and they really try to do right by you, you should be able to take $10 to the dealership and get a Mercedes. I mean, come on. Like they don't, if they don't give you the Mercedes, then something's wrong with them. Like what would anybody ever say that? Would somebody, anybody in their right mind ever make that conclusion? The answer is absolutely no. Well, if, if, that, if, if that market does not work when you don't show up with bringing enough to the table, then why would dating work when you're not bringing anything to the table? There are so many people who bring um, nothing to the table who are expecting everything, you know, or or, they, or the things they bring to the table, they think are things that are valuable when they're actually not valuable. Like, for example, if a woman wants a man with money and she says, well, he should have money because I have money. I think that's a little bit weird because I, I, I've had money for a long time. I've never cared how much money the woman had. Why would I care how much money you have? I already have enough money for both of us. You know, uh, I want something else. Right. And, and, and the other thing, too, is uh, Eric says you shouldn't use money to attract women unless you're a simp. Well, you know what? The thing about that, Eric, is that every single study known to man shows that women are attracted to men that can provide financial security. You know, so uh, if you think that uh, a man who's not broke is a simp or a man who doesn't understand his uh, a man, that his success is part of his attractiveness level, uh, it, you know, if you think that there's something wrong with that, then I would definitely correct you on that. Um, I don't even know, like that term simp, I just think it's overused for sure. Uh, most of the guys that use the word simp are actually simps themselves. They, they don't even know what that it really is. But overall, um, every study shows that women are attracted to men that have wealth and power. And uh, and it doesn't make you a simp if you have wealth and power, if you or if you consider that to be part of your attractiveness. It's no different from a woman having a nice body or long, pretty hair or a beautiful face. Right. All these things come into play. Why? Well, because ultimately human beings are looking to connect so they can mate with each other. People want to connect. They want to mate with people that can do the things that they need. So women want men that can provide and protect and provide various forms of security, physical security, intellectual security, uh, power, uh, wealth, whatever. Those things are very appealing to women because women want to be safe. And, and so, and the same thing is true, I think, when it comes to men, right? Men have, we have the things that we want. And one of the things that I've seen that's really disturbing and sad is when you have women that ignore the things that men want or somehow judge them to be wrong and toxic. And uh, and so they don't deliver what men are actually looking for. And then they're surprised when men don't want to be with them. You know, uh, I, I I would say that I don't know. It depends on the man. But there are a few things I can think that a lot of men might want. Maybe uh, things involving sexuality or you looking a certain way or you providing a certain kind of peace and calmness and inspiration in his life. You know, maybe he doesn't want to hear every single opinion that you have about every little thing or hear you nag him about every little issue. Maybe that's OK. Maybe that's his right. You know, and I think that women who just sort of ignore that uh, because their single mother who didn't have a man was constantly telling them to ignore the feelings of men and ignore the desires of men. Well, those women, unfortunately, in many cases are not able to attract men. You see, one thing that a lot of um, uh, because black women have gone through a lot, black women go through just so much hell. 
uh, and it goes back many generations. So in some cases, you have a little girl who's raised by a traumatized mother who, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, she raised this baby by herself. And one of the ways that she might deal with that trauma could be to train her daughters to pretty much ignore the needs of men and focus on things like her education whatever, just go to school. Don't worry about them boys or focus on your career. Don't worry about them boys. You know, and then what happens is that when she gets to that stage of life where she's looking to find a man to mate with or marry, she finds that she is not necessarily uh, selected for that particular role. She might be selected for something sexual. Like I want to come spend time with you. I want to date you for a little while or whatever. But when he's thinking like, okay, which woman can I really trust with my heart, with my, uh, with my soul, I can let her into my, into my spirit. Um, he's not going to let a certain kind of woman into his spirit. He's just not going to do that because it's very risky. You know, he's feeling very vulnerable. You know, it's almost like letting him, uh, it's like letting a certain kind of man inside your body. You're not going to let a certain kind of man inside your body if you have standards. If you think he has diseases or you think he's going to harm you, you won't do that. So I think that for men, you won't let a certain kind of woman into your soul. So if a woman has never been taught how to nurture a man and properly love a man and hasn't been conscious enough to take time to really learn these things, because there are books out there about men. There are tons of books out there. I just don't think anybody reads them. Like I like my theory is that the reason that so many men I dis let me just say this I disagree with Kevin Samuels on quite a few issues um, and Kevin knew this that's why Kevin and you know Kevin and I didn't really speak much um, up until his passing but Kevin but Kevin uh, I didn't disagree with him on everything though and Kevin did a he did a show about me at one point um, I didn't know it I didn't you know but but it's out there somewhere if you ever want to watch it and, uh, and and so I don't think he was a stupid man but I do think that unfortunately he became very famous. Uh, he did videos for years and nobody watched. But then when he started doing videos where he was kind of bashing black women or gave that impression, uh, that's when he became very popular. And that kind of made me sad because uh, I just didn't like that. I don't I think you can make your point without bashing black women. But one of the things that um, that I think that hasn't been investigated is why did so many young men go listen to Kevin Samuels? Why did they turn to him? And part of the reason I think that a lot of men listened to him uh, was because they felt like they weren't being heard. Uh, a lot of people love to spend all their time bashing black men and talking about what's wrong with us without actually listening to men to find out what we really think, what we really want, and not stigmatizing or attacking us for having the beliefs and the desires that we have. And I'm talking about good men. Like the guys I kind of hang with tend to be good men. I don't hang with men who bash black women and, and just think black women are garbage. The, the men I'm around are men who honor black women, who love them, who will treat them right. They don't hit women, nothing like that. So I'm not, I can't speak for like some of the rappers. I can't speak for the guys who just uh, disrespect women. I can't speak for them because I don't understand their hearts. But I do know about the quality men that I know. I know a lot of them feel unheard. You know, I don't know if any men in the chat can agree with me or not, but I but I definitely feel like that's a sentiment out there. And I think that a smart woman would try to get in tune with some of that. Right. A smart woman would say, OK, you know what? I'm getting all the feminist rah, rah, rah. That's telling me that what I want and what I need is all that matters. And that my opinion is the only one that's out there. And that men adjust to what I think or they or or whatever, or, or I'm just going to ignore them. But I, I think a smart woman is a woman who takes the time to really listen. Uh, maybe reads a book about men to understand how men think. A, a woman like that who takes the time to understand men becomes far more desirable than the woman who simply tells men what we should be, what we should think, how we should behave, and what we should do. You know, so um, ultimately, I would say to you, 
that if you really want to be appealing, again, I'm not trying to become a relationship guru because I'm not, I'm certainly not one because Lord Jesus, you know, relationships are hard, you know, and I don't have it all figured out, but I can say um, that the problem is that so many people are listening to the wrong people, you know? So again, if somebody wants to be a relationship guru, all they got to do is look good on camera, tell people what they want to hear, never hold them accountable and tell them that the other gender is the reason why they're having their problems. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to listen to that person. You're going to feel good about what they said. They're going to validate everything you believe. And then you're still going to be lonely. You're still going to be mad. You're still going to be left out. You still ain't going to get the chick you want. You still won't have the man you want. And then you're going to wonder why. And you're going to still blame, you're going to blame society. So that's just what it is. That's what I see. All right. I'm done talking guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you're watching drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. I'm also on Spotify, so feel free to go to Spotify. Just look up my name, Boyce Watkins. You can find me on Spotify. Also on my website, boycewalkins.com. I don't know if you guys saw some of these stocks that we talked about last week did really well. NVIDIA and another one called C3.ai that I've been talking about for a while. It's gone about 60% in the last few months, um, last six months or so. Uh, there's some other AI stocks that I really like. If you go to my website, boycewatkins.com, the list of AI stocks is on that site. Also, if you, uh, my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. So uh, feel free to go to Amazon and take a look. Uh, it's, it's gotten really good reviews. I think you guys are going to like it. So have a good day, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I will see you soon. Be good. Peace.